I know that you want to make a difference, and I'm going to tell you how. You're on Top of the Mount with Darren Waddles. before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The things that God has told you shall come to pass. The greatest revival in the history of this Welcome back, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed my previous uh, episodes and enjoyed the audio book podcast of No Continuing City. Uh, with this upcoming series, we're going to dive in to find where you belong and where the church belongs in the political process. I have had numerous calls in the past about how can I get involved, especially within this last election cycle from 2018 to 2020. There is a base that is ready to stand up and be counted, to be engaged, to be informed, and to be that change you want to see in the world. That is precisely what we're going to dive into in this upcoming series. And I want you to be engaged and I want you to communicate and ask me questions on how I can help you with the knowledge I have, with the experience I have, to help you in your communities to get involved and to make a difference in the aspects of not only politics, but also where that correlates and where that intersects with Christianity and our values as apostolics. Now, before I really get into the nitty-gritty, some may ask, what does this have to do with the original premise of On Top of the Mount? Well, from the pilot episode, I will tell you that the premise of a mount is a place of refuge. It's a place of seeking counsel. It's a place of fortification. And it's also a place of power. And in this particular format of the mount, where we find all those aspects, or we can, if we actually get in tune with it, find those aspects is in our governments. Even in Luke and in 
believe it's uh, Ezekiel, that we find that the government of this world is going to be on the shoulders of our God, Jesus. And how can we do that? We are vessels for him. We are those tools he needs to bring back his will into the world. So, the point of the mount on this case, if we look back, we go all the way back to 1791. Why not 1776? Well, the mount was beginning to form at that point. All mountains are created with friction. And friction is what caused our mount. We had a friction of ideals. And I really enjoy how prophecy outlines this. Now, you can disagree if you want, but I really believe in the perspective of the late uh, Brother Irvin Baxter. And where he goes back to the book of Daniel. And Daniel's dream. It's lined out that the lion had eagle's wings. And the eagle's wings were plucked from that lion. And the lion was, was separated. And the eagle's wings were given the body of a man and a man's heart. And which he outlines that the lion was Great Britain or England. And the eagle's wings were the United States and they were plucked from the lion. And it was given a man's heart. And a man's body. And if we look to England, what is the symbol of England? What is the symbol of Great Britain? It is a lion. That is the symbol within Parliament. It is the symbol within uh, Downing Street. It's the symbol of the great, great prime ministers of England. Lions. But if we look at the eagle... That is the symbol of America. And even more so, it was given a man's heart, a man's body. What is also our symbol? Uncle Sam. It is no coincidence that prophecy outlined in such a way that it mirrors common events. Current events, excuse me. But back to the mount. 1776, we have that splitting away between England and America. And that friction formed a mount that we see after we had that maturing phase on trying to find how we're going to organize as a body. How we're going to organize as a body of ideas. Are we going to be separate or are we going to unify? They tried separate. And it didn't work too well. And then they came up with the Constitution and ratified that in the early 1780s. And by 1791, which, you know, everyone has seen or has listened to the album of Alexander Hamilton, or Hamilton, I should say. And we know of the deal that was struck economically to move 
the capital from New York City to Washington, D.C. And this is where the Mount is formed. Because they hired a French engineer by the name of Pierre Charles L'Enfant, who found this piece of property that there was a slight slope and it just kept going higher and it formed a hill. And right there, he saw the blueprints that would later become the U.S. Capitol building where we have our House and our Senate now. And that is what set the stage for Capitol Hill. And if we know anything about hills, they are what set the stage for a mountain. And when that building was created, the mount was created. So, what does this mean? What does that have anything to do with us being involved? Well, unlike most nations that predated the United States, liberty was a figment of an imagination. It was a dream. It was, it was a concept that did not have a reality. Even to this day, most nations do not have the same liberties and rights as we do in the United States, in which we can be vocal of our opinions, whether they be right or whether they be wrong. We can be vocal about that with very few consequences. And with that, going based off of the premise of Matthew 22 and 22, and where Jesus states that we must render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, we must show respect to our leaders, but on the same note, we have just as much authority when it comes down to November. And putting our voice into the ballot box. We are ordained to be involved in one format or another. And while I'm on the topic, I do want to stress that just because you vote in November doesn't mean your job is done. You did only part of your civic duty. Let me stress that again. You only did part of your civic duty. If you run a 5K and you stop at the 1K, did you run the 5K? No. You only did part of it. You got to go the whole way to run the 5K. It's not a matter of if you won the 5K, it doesn't mean it or it doesn't matter if you came in last at the 5K. The point is, you got to complete the task. And in this case, we need to stop going, woe is me, my candidate didn't win, woe is me. Well, you stopped at the one mile mark, or the 1K mark. You got to go the whole 5K. You got to complete your task. Did you actually call your congressman? Did you get involved? Are you involved in any uh, part of your local government? Is your voice being heard? Are you, are you praying for your leaders? Are you going beyond the realm of just voting? I bet you you didn't. 
And hopefully this is a, a revelation that there is more to being involved, especially as apostolics, than just voting. We like to, we like to, t- uh, to talk trash. We like to talk about what's going on and say, oh, this person's too liberal. Oh, this person's a socialist. Oh, this person, this, this person's this, this person's this, this person's a rhino. We like to talk, but we have no action. Man, I bet that sounds familiar. I've, I bet you heard a service about that. Oh, you have, have you? Well, good. Because that's where we're going on this. Is most of the stuff we're going to talk about, you've already heard about. But there's a correlation between the secular world and the spiritual world. And we must get involved in the secular to help out our fellow man for the spiritual. Whoa. Whoa, an epiphany, right? Throughout time and throughout the Bible, we see plenty of examples of men and women being involved in the secular, but being used in the spiritual to fulfill a purpose and to bring about change in their environment. Currently, our environment is insane. Everyone can see that we have riots, we have fights, we're having civil disobedience, which is totally not biblical. We have, uh, we're having discourse within our own government. These are not biblical principles. How do we change that? By being the change you want to see. By sitting at home, by staying inside, by being quiet, nothing is done. And this is the same game notes or the same playbook that the people that you're seeing on the news are using. They understand by being vocal that they are being a tool for their agenda to push it forward. And by being silent and by not being heard, nothing gets done because politicians assume that you don't care. And the loudest crowd will win. Granted, you do not have to be outside protesting. You do not have to be screaming. You do not have to burn down buildings. You do not have to create chaos and discourse. However, by being out there, by being active, by being respectful, you can get noticed. I know that for a fact. I've been in the political process within my state, within my community. Do I go out protesting? Do I scream and holler? No. But my congressmen, my state legislators, even not my state legislators, the governor, they know me. They know me by name. Like, as an example, 
uh, it was 2015 after the the inauguration ceremony. Everyone's sworn in. I'm. It, it's after. It's after hours. I think it's going on seven o'clock. I'm still at the Capitol. I'm by myself, and I'm just looking at the uh, annuals of all the different legislators from the past that are hanging on the walls at the state capitol of Little Rock. And here comes an entourage of security and staffers around the governor, Asa Hutchinson. And he stops, and everyone just kind of stares, and the governor is just dumbfounded. He goes, Darren, what are you doing here? And that was a moment of where you know that you are engaged, you have played a role, that even someone that you really don't have that close a contact with took notice of you enough that he knows you by name when he hasn't seen you in months. Okay? So that's an example of getting involved. Your state legislator, your city council, your politicians, local, state, federal, should know you by name. And should respect you for that, of being engaged. It doesn't matter what their political ideology is. Is If your voice is being heard and being put at the table, they know you. They'll respect you. They may not agree with you, but you'll get more done being positive and being nice than burning down buildings. As the old saying goes, you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And as I said, we have a playbook. It's not only just history. It's not only just people who are actually involved or have been involved recently. But we have a playbook called the Bible. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, we have plenty of examples of men who were involved and that played a role in their communities. We have Joseph, who's thrown in jail, but through his diligence and through his faith, he managed to become, literally to our extent, in our modern times, he became the electronic signature of the Pharaoh, of the king. He became the stamp of approval Whatever he wanted, the king gave his approval through his name for him to do it. David, a shepherd boy, stood up, was anointed, and led the charge, fought a giant, and became the harpist for a king, and was later through a series of unfortunate events, later crowned king. Nehemiah was a cupbearer to a king. Daniel was enslaved, made a eunuch, but was an advisor to kings. They were used in governments. And a lot of people put a lot of negative input in being involved in government. Which, granted, there is a lot 
There is a lot of negative things that happen in government. And we're going to line those out on how to prevent that, especially when we're getting involved in politics. There's When it comes to the egos, when it comes to uh, dealings with other people, we got to go by the blueprint. we got to go by the, the, the game plans lined out in the Bible. It is laid out on how we can organize. It is laid out how we can be a good influence and how we can change the aspects of government. That is both bureaucratically, locally, grassroots, federally, even our Supreme Court and our White House. How we can change those aspects. We as apostolics can be that change. We can be like Nehemiah, David, Joseph, Daniel, and many others lined out in the Bible. We just have to acknowledge their stories. Dig deeper into them. And we must reflect the values and the principles lined out in the Old and the New Testament. I mean, for crying out loud, the structure of governments is lined out as early as Moses with his father-in-law who organized a system for Moses to govern and to judge. Because power cannot be controlled by one man, especially with mass numbers. It has to be organized and that just so happens to be how our democratic republic is formulated. But in order for that to take shape into the form that we would prefer it, and to be humble, to be peaceful, to be organized, and to be just, we have to be engaged in it and allow those values to take place and to fulfill our commission. Okay? You see what Art Wilson's doing in the United Nations? Fulfilling a commission at a government level. Yeah. We're taking a whole new aspect to how to look at the Great Commission and how to get involved. That is what this podcast is all about. And this episode hopefully is going to ascertain your attention. And I hope you subscribe to this podcast. I hope you give me as many questions, and I hope you share this with your friends so I can help you get involved. This was the cry to action. And if you haven't heard of the Appeal to Heaven movement, I suggest you look into that. I bet you would enjoy it. In fact, there's a... a, a state senator friend of mine that hopefully I can get him on this podcast. I plan to do some interviews. It's not just going to be me talking. It's going to be me talking about my experiences, about answering your questions that you have on what how you want to be used, and I will help you and I'll show you the game plan. I will help you get there, both secularly and spiritually. And I'm also going to have interviews with fellow apostolics who have been in the political process and also political leaders that really see the emphasis and the need of Christians getting involved. 
In a world turned upside down with everything as crazy and as chaotic as it is, with COVID-19, with the discrepancies of uh, things that are going on in the Republican Party and with Trump, with Joe Biden coming into the White House, with uncertainty of how this new administration is going to react to Christian values, now is the time to get involved. Now is the time to get yourself in the process. You can be the change that this world, this nation, your state, your city, your local governments, what it needs to change for the better. And this is what this podcast is going to be looking at. So, I hope you have felt energized, that you you feel that call to be used in the aspects of your purpose politically. Not necessarily to run for government, but to be involved and allow your voice to be heard that things can change for the better being used in the purpose of God. So if you want to hear more, please Subscribe to this podcast. I'm available on many different streaming applications. Uh, So many, I can't even remember off the top of my head which ones I'm on. I do know I'm not on Pandora yet. I'm working on that. But I know I'm on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, uh, Radio City, or Radio... uh, Oh gosh, I don't even remember... (laughs) Uh, and Anchor Podcast, and I know there's various others. Subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, you can follow me on Instagram at D underscore Ray Waddles. You can send me an email at DRayWaddles at gmail.com. Ask me questions. Leave a comment. Rate this podcast and share it with friends. I know you're not the only one interested. I know you're not the only one wanting to get involved. And it's not just people that are in their 40s and 50s. Hyphen. Youth. You can be involved. The best workers and the most influential people in politics are actually homeschool kids. Yeah, get out. I know. I've seen them. Get involved. Do it today. Subscribe. Share it with your friends. And until next time, we'll talk again on Top of the Mount. This is an additional message that I have. Today, January the 20th, happens to be Inauguration Day. And today, especially for us in the apostolic realm, this is what separates the boys from the men, or the girls from the women. It's time that we pull up our big boy britches, and we actually acknowledge the fact that we have a new president. President Trump, as much as we loved him, He is no longer president as of today. 
He packed up his bags and flew out with the first lady in the early morning. And we need to respect all that he has done and pray for his safety. And now we need to acknowledge and pray for the well-being of our new president. Will we agree with him on everything? Most likely not. But we need to pray for his safety and for his guiding hand for our nation.